0: Welcome to another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... Gator. We are coming down from a fairly busy weekend. It has been hectic, folks. Very hectic. hectic. We went totally different, opposite directions even.
1: Which is odd. Nick normally won't travel without me. Well, vice versa. I go places without you all the time. Where? I I don't want to rub it in. He doesn't go anywhere, folks. So anyway... (laughs)
0: Jeff went up to Milwaukee for the National Newspaper Association Convention. It was a heck of a drive. Yeah, six and a half hours? About that. Okay. Yeah. And then I went down to... Well, Hop- worth it. Well, it's good, but long. Yeah. And then I went down to Hopkinsville,
1: Kentucky, for the Drew Estates Kentucky Barn Smoker. I'll admit, if was, I had not... That was about four hours. If time. I had not pre-scheduled my meeting up in uh, Milwaukee, I have to admit I'm jealous. I wanted to go to that. I have to say...
0: That, and no knock on the National Newspaper Association Had a good time, learned a lot. Not saying you didn't, you'd have liked this a lot more.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) I don't know a lot more, but I would have enjoyed it. Uh, I would have liked to have seen how the sausage is made, so to speak, with the tobacco curing and whatnot on the farm. We'll we'll get into all that in a bit. We
0: are going to go ahead and get our cigars ready here, however... Once again, Jeff and I will be smoking different cigars to represent the different places that we went this
1: weekend, so Aww. I'll let I'll
0: let Jeff go first to tell you about the cigar he's smoking.
1: Okay, so first of all, I actually smoked one of these, and if you go look on uh, our Instagram or the socials, you'll get to see some pictures of it, but I made a jaunt to Yule's Fine Tobaccos in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, okay. down right by the river, beautiful store. Uh, I got to meet uh, a couple of really nice gentlemen from there. The uh, first gentleman I met, he goes by uh, Maduro Chocolate. On Instagram. Which I think is really cool yes. on Instagram. And his uh, actual name is... Dario Wilson. Thank you. And Dario is uh, hes part of the Good Time gang. And he's the deputy mayor of Milwaukee. Well, there you go. He, This guy could not have been nicer. Gave me a tour told me that he'd heard of us before. He has followed us now on that's, uh, Instagram. That's awesome. And he could not have been nicer. Gave me a tour of the place, Took me actually took me downstairs, showed me the two reserve humidors, and showed me where not only do they mix all of their own pipe tobacco, which is really cool if you have a pipe. It, it was really neat to see that. He also took me in and showed me they buy old pipes okay. from, say, estate auctions or different, you know, sales. And they refurbish those pipes and resell them. And he took me and showed me where they do that. Really cool. Neat. Yeah. Could not could not say enough nice things well, about Maduro chocolate. Thank we, you so much. We will get a little bit more into that in just a little bit. There you go. But then,
0: um, again, I went down to the Drew Estates Kentucky Barn Smoker. And while I was, well, okay, Jeff, you were supposed to introduce your cigar. Going back a second, what cigar are you smoking?
1: Okay, well, let you me... You talked s- about where you were. Let me just start over. So, no, just, yeah, just, just start say over. the cigar. No, just say the cigar. I did. I said it's from Ewell's. You said that you went to Yule's. I did, and I got this cigar. Well, you just... If you look on our socials, you'll see me smoking one of them. This is actually their house blend. And one of the neat things, I ran into the store owner the next day because I went back to get a few more and also brought you one home. It's true. By the way. But uh, one of the things that the uh, owner of the store told me is that uh, Christian Arroyo, if I have this story correct, Uh actually um, helped them blend this tobacco in. It has been a hit ever since he was at their store and did that. That's awesome. It really is. Well, cool. Well,
0: while at the Kentucky Barn Smoker, I was given a number of cigars as part of my my purchase price for entry, and one of them happens to be the one I will be smoking tonight. It is the Swamp Thing, or Swamp Thing, I guess I should say, because it is with an A, it is the uh, Kentucky Fire Cured Swamp Thing,
1: and I'm going to be smoking the Toro 6x52. So that is actually a fire cure. It does not need to be uh, hu- humidified. Uh, boy, that's a good question. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. But this is the,
0: uh, this, like I said, it's the Toro. This is an interesting one. It's got a Mexican San Andreas Maduro and Dominican Candela wrapper. So when you look at it, Probably about two-thirds of the cigar is kind of a muddy neon green color, and then the back, like the final third of it is the dark Maduro color, and then the binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. Very cool. It's a neat-looking cigar. It is. It's different, and I will say this is going to be the first Candela cigar that I've smoked.
1: Now, I'm staying... Wait, in the wheelhouse. I know people are doing some sort of cigar <laughs> oh, we're starting pulpit to get to the, bingo now. We're starting
0: to get to the cigar pulpit bingo. Yes. We have Delightful. We have Wheelhouse. That, with that uh, being said. With that being said. There are many There's more. a handful of other. There are many,
1: many more go-tos that You and that I we have. tend to repeat. This is a connecticut wrap cigar, and uh, I enjoyed one, like I said, at the event. I enjoyed one on the way home from the event, and I'm going to have one tonight. Well, there you go. So, we're going to prep these cigars, but before we prep
0: the cigars... Mailbag. We're going to hit the mailbag, because this is relevant. Today, I received a very nice package and letter from our listener, Bjorn, in Sweden. We have the best listeners. We do have the best listeners, and Bjorn sent us a very nice, lengthy, handwritten note that I'm not going to read the entirety of, but he, uh, he writes, thank you very much for the sticker, because I sent him a sticker, and thank you both for a wonderful pod. I travel a lot, and it's great to listen to you guys while driving for hours. My only problem is when I run out of episodes to listen to.
1: That's, that is that is
0: the greatest compliment that ever. That is very sweet.
1: That is really nice. Thank you, so, Bjorn. So,
0: in addition to this very nice letter, Bjorn enclosed a handful of cigar bands for Jeff because he knows that you do all the artwork. Exactly. And everything with them. And he sent you a box that he had, a like a little box that I guess a Cohiba came in. So he wanted to know if you could use that for something. So I'm sure you can figure something I'm out I'm going to figure that.
1: something out. The bands are really cool, and they're not bands that you would get yeah, here. I was going to say, they're not yeah. ones that
0: you've seen. I mean, no. there's an Aleva, I think, in there, but there's a handful of other ones that I didn't recognize. So no,
1: they're really cool. That's really cool. So thank you, Bjorn. And then in addition
0: to the bands, he wrote that since Jeff never has a cutter, he wanted to fix that. And so he sent a cutter for you from his store, uh, from a, as he puts it, a very respected store in Sweden called Brobergs. And their slogan is Enjoyment and Style Since 1881, because the first store was founded in 1881. And he also sent me a cutter because he said that I should be rewarded for having my stuff together. So I appreciate that. And so
1: tonight... We are going to cut our cigars with these cutters. Nick They're... will be very happy. I've already taken my cigar out of the cellophane, it's which always seems to annoy. Very nice. Now guy. I just have to get the cutter out. Uh, here, hold on just a second. This thing is in here. Bjorn, this is a gorgeous cutter. You please just take the cutter out of the package. It's stuck. Oh, wait. It's resealed. There we go. Well, this has gone on like 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) All right. This thing is awesome. So, yeah. So, we are going to cut the cigar with the cutters generously provided to us by our friend Bjorn. And so, with that, this cut is brought to you by Cigar Lounge for Bjorn. He apparently makes exclusive limited edition items for the Cigar Lounge. And so, today's cut is brought to you by Cigar Lounge by Bjorn. Thank you, Bjorn. Jeff, go ahead. And cut your cigar. Oh, that was nice. That is a good cut. That is a good cut. My swamp thing was a little dense, but, you know, the cut was good. You'll have that. Yeah. Well, right off the bat on the cold draw on this thing, it's very smoky and earthy, which I I definitely
1: expected smoky. So we will see. Light is very crisp, very clean, earthy. This is nice. Well, there you go. But again, I've had two of these in the last couple yeah, of days. You're a little more familiar with so I it. I know what I'm looking forward to here.
0: Well, I am going to go ahead and get this guy lit, and we will see what we have going with it. I'm going old school. Going to strike up the matches. There we go. Well, it's different. This is definitely a fire cured smoke. I am getting a lot of like smoky hickory kind of flavor off of this. Okay in addition to some like earthiness to it as well. It's how do I put this politely? It's kicking out it, it's the the smoke has a very interesting aroma, not in a bad way. Yeah. but it doesn't but different. It's different. And like I said, I've never smoked a Candela, so maybe what I'm getting is what Candela smells
1: like, but is it um, is it reminding you of the Toscano in any way, which is the other fire no, cube tobacco we've had? No,
0: no, no, not at all.
1: Okay. This uh this... Or at least
0: the odor or the, the, the smell isn't. The the uh kind of hickory smoky taste is definitely there. But I'm definitely not getting like I didn't get that, that smell from the Toscanos. Yeah. So. Well this
1: uh this house brand it's a Honduran cigar with a Connecticut wrapper, but this house brand I'm smoking from Yules is about I'm guessing, what do you think? This is about a That's a solid probably forty five fifty by seven? eight. I was going to say
0: maybe a Churchill. This is a long, c- this is a long cigar yeah. for me. Yeah but, that's, uh, that's a solid
1: that's probably a Churchill. It is it is exactly what I expected. It is a nice clean you know very very nice mild smoke which is what I you know it's, it's what I like. i would say it's what you go for. Yep so Nick tell us about the barn smoker. Well okay I guess we'll get into
0: that since you kind of shot your wad about you know, Yules there. Oh, I have much
1: more to say about Yules. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. Oh God. So um You yeah, you tell okay. us and then I'll circle back. So yeah, so I went down to the Kentucky Barn Smoker put on by Drew Estates. Um I, I have much more wad to shoot. Oh, oh God. And there it is, folks. So we uh so I left the house about quarter to six and uh got down to Kentucky uh, it took me a solid four hours to get down to that area only because um, I stopped and found breakfast and, you know, kind of made my way down there. Meandered. Meandered a little bit. I mean, the event, the, the registration and parking opened by 9, but the actual event didn't start until 10. So I kind of got there, I'd say about quarter to 10, which was nice because it got me a, uh, well, I mean, it didn't get me a, it was close, quote unquote, close parking spot. But it was uh, definitely a bit of a hike. And so I got there, and I registered, checked in, got all my swag. Which, let me tell you, folks, if you haven't been to a Drew Estates Barn and smoker, one thing I will definitely give them a lot of credit for, they load you up with swag. We got, everybody who went, got a backpack and a lighter and a cutter. Did you feel like Dora? And I did not feel like Dora, no. Oh. And a hat, and also... Um, there was, uh, uh, I by the time it was all said and done, there were 11 cigars that I received in the beginning, and then there was a coupon book, and the coupon book was good for going around the farm. Because all this is taking place, by the way, on a actual working That's t- tobacco farm in Kentucky. the part I'm jealous of. And so, you know, you got there, and there's just all these barns, and they're five rows high, and all of them are just filled with drying tobacco hanging from the from the ceiling and everything. I mean, it's it, it was a, an amazing visual. Um, you have this coupon book, and scattered all around the farm are different tents set up. So, like, there was one for t- Tobacco Special. There was one for Undercrown. There was one for Herrera uh, Esteli. Um, one for Acid. And so you went around to these tents and gave them the coupon, and then they gave you... You know, another cigar. So by the time it was all said and done, I think I probably walked out of there with about 15 or 16 cigars. That's awesome. Which I thought was great. And um, Crown Heads was there uh, giving out cigars as well. Uh, Ventura Cigars was there. They were giving out some cigars. And a couple of local distilleries were present, you know, letting people try their products and stuff. So there was a lot going on just without the educational experience of it all. So then, you know, you did that for a little while, probably about 1030, I would say. We all kind of congregated. And there was one barn where they had long tables set up with chairs, and it was the kind of congregation point. And so everybody got together, and there was a nice rally speech in the beginning, intro speech from um, Fabian and Jonathan Drew of, of Drew Estates. And they kind of told everybody, you know, hey, welcome to this. This is why we do this, you know, that kind of thing. From there, they split us into three groups. And throughout the morning session, they had three different sessions going on. So they had one where Willie Herrera was talking all about blending and putting together the, the I blend. Bet that was cool. It was really neat. It was yeah. interesting. And then um, there was another area where they were actually fire curing tobacco. and so um, I would have liked to have seen that. That was really cool. They dug a big pit. They, they fire cured the tobacco and everything. And there was just a lot going on. You know, I can't, I can't, I'll be honest, I can't recall the last thing off the top of my head. And of course,
1: I don't have my notes with me. And so. I've seen some pictures from the event. Yeah, it was really. Okay. What are you getting at? Was Fabian the guy in the red tracksuit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He he's, reminded me of uh, I guess Jason like, Sudeikis on Saturday Night Live. Okay. You know, where he always dances? Okay.
0: you never seen that? I mean they were having a good time. I'll say that these are, there is a definite, um, uh, it's interesting when you're thinking about the fact that you're on a working tobacco farm, but then you see guys running around in $300 red tennis shoes, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting, uh, dichotomy, if you will. Well, and in the background, you hear boots and cats and boots and cats. That was from the acid tent, tent. yes. If you wanted a real interesting experience, swing by the acid tent where it was a straight-up rave party, and, uh, you know, but it was
1: air-conditioned in there, so that was nice. So, another picture I saw. Oh, gosh. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Okay. I saw what I believe was Jonathan Drew. Okay. Making a duck face. In a selfie, wearing goggles. What? What's the deal with the goggles? I don't know, dude. Okay, I don't know. So, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. I get it. I get it. It's it's the shtick. So, you hated my Dora joke too. What? When you were talking about backpacks, and I brought up Dora, you just I mean, you just gave me this horrible evil scowl. and Moved your... on. Whatever. So, you know, they also reference uh, backpack guy in uh, Jumanji, the new movie. I, I haven't seen the new Jumanji.
0: Oh, it's really good. Boy, you were taking us way off the rails here. It's kind of my thing. I know. So then we circled back. We had lunch. And let me tell you, whoever got that place to cater our lunch needs a bonus. that good? Because it was a fantastic spread. It was coleslaw. It was baked beans, mac and cheese in, like, the pan. So it was kind of that casserole kind of mac and cheese. Pulled pork and brisket. And it was outstanding. I mean, I loaded that plate up. And then over at the sauces, they only had two sauces available. They had Judge Sauce, which I assumed would be hot. And I don't typically do much in the way of hot and spicy stuff. But then they had this other one. It was a Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. And it was so friggin' sweet and good. It Ooh, that was sounds good. the best. And so everybody was raving about the food. If you left there... Not having a good meal, you didn't try hard enough because there was plenty of food and it was really good stuff
1: that's awesome yeah now let me let and me... then
0: then let me just to just to put a cap on all this the second half of the day there were various other educational experiences um Ventura cigars was um, set up to where folks could come over and roll their own cigars okay. and so they were giving tell me you did that they were giving educational experiences to um
1: you didn't do Royer.
0: that I, I did not he's shaking his head like you can hear that on the podcast here's the pro i'll tell you folks so it was a long day for me oh yeah getting up really early and everything like that so by about three o'clock i was pretty done i met some great people by the way that's awesome and so that was the other that was the other thing is I did miss some of the educational stuff because I just got engrossed in conversations with
1: folks that I'd met but that's the beauty and of going to one of these events is the people you meet
0: you had the opportunity to either sit and just chill and smoke cigars or you know go and and uh, actually learn and so I kind of did a mix of both and so some of it I did not take part in and like I said, I am kind of kicking myself for not going to the Ventura booth and, and rolling That would have been cool that to make your own neat, cigar. But, um, next, year. I, next year. Next we'll, year. We'll have to just yeah,
1: chalk that up. So, so let me jump in here because Nick has more to this story that he's got to tell you in a second. But I'm going to jump in and talk a little bit about my trip up to Milwaukee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went up for the National Newspaper uh, Convention, the National Newspaper Association, and could not have had a better time, saw a lot of old dear friends, my dear friend Lynn Lance, um, my buddy Kate was up there, um, John Gaylor, who owns the paper in Hillsborough, along with publishers from all over the country. Nick, you know who I met? I met the publisher of the Deadwood Pioneer. Really? Yes. That was really cool. That's She's going to send me neat. some copies of uh, some historic editions they've done. I've been watching Deadwood. Yeah. Did not watch it when it was on, but I've been watching it because I want to watch the movie, so I've been catching up on the uh, episodes. The show. And, you know, so it was really neat to get to talk to her and learn a little of the history of Deadwood from her. And then during the event, again, what you were talking about with food, um, the National Newspaper Association could not have put on a better spread of food at every turn at this event. It was just phenomenal. But one of the things that kind of capped it off is that we all took shuttle buses. I actually drove because I was going to sneak away and go to Yule's. But uh, everybody else jumped on the shuttle buses, and we got, um, basically, we got a tour for the Association of the Harley-Davidson Museum. Whoa. Which was uber cool. They had Harleys from back in the day, Harleys that had been used in wartime. You know, they had all these bikes on display. They had bikes you could get on, and they were essentially on treadmills. And you could get on and fire them up. And, you know, they weren't going anywhere, but you could get them up to speed and, and sit on the Harley and ride. It was really cool. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about that night. And I brought uh, a bunch of swag back for my daughter, Addie. So she's got some Harley Davidson pajamas now and whatnot. And got her some poker chips and some uh, guitar picks because she likes, she's learning to play the guitar. So it was really, really a neat event. Um, but when I got done with that, then I went over to Yule's, and that's when I met Maduro Chocolate and uh could not he could not have been nicer and all the people there at Ewell's were just absolutely incredible i walked in and one of the things that i wanted to mention to you so i walk in and i ask for a specific cigar and they they don't have it which okay. you know it, things are regional we've talked about that many times yeah he said well can i make a suggestion and i said absolutely and he said what's your palate feeling tonight and i thought what a neat question you know what am I looking for out of a cigar? What what am I wanting to experience? And I said, you know, I like Connecticut. He said, you got to try our house brand. Our house brand is Connecticut wrapper, um, and you've got to give it a try. And I did, and I loved it.
0: Well, that's great.
1: Yeah, it like I said, went in and you know got to meet some of the patrons there, and it was so nice. He walked around and introduced me, you know, from the podcast and said hey you know this guy's got a podcast they do about cigars and everybody w- was really into it and asking questions about it and you know it gave me a chance to talk a little bit about what we do which yeah. was kind of neat with with a group of people kind of an audience that we're not necessarily in front of and it was just need to get their feedback and everybody to a person said they were going to check it out and listen to it awesome. i mean the minute they do that we're going to run them off but you know they're going <laughs> to they're at least going to listen and give it a shot so i ended up taking the tour you know, that they gave me and it, very informative. But then I sat down in the uh, lounge in the basement because the lounge upstairs, people were stacked up like cordwood. This place is very popular mm-hmm. and it was really neat because the river's a little high right now and the, the wall, um, I guess it would be kind of the the northeast wall, you know, I might have had my bearings off a little bit, is actually walls off the river. So oh, their really? building is literally adjacent to the river. There's nothing in between it. There's nothing adjacent to it, nothing blocking it. And so this building is literally built on the wall of the river, which is really cool. So we got done with the tour. I sat down in the basement and they had a lot of cigar art, which I was very into. I even took a picture and sent it to you. We yeah. put it up on the Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, they had a lot of cigar art that was around. And one really neat thing they had there were antique guitars. Really? And I guess, I don't know if it's the owner's son, if I'm not mistaken, that's into that, but he refurbishes old guitars. And they had old guitars all over the uh, lounge in the basement there. Huh. And I basically had the lounge in the basement to myself. I sat. I had a cigar. I kind of decompressed from, you know, a lot of meetings and things I'd been at, plus the, you know, five-and-a-half, six-hour drive that I had to get up there the day before and i was able just to sit down relax and enjoy my time at yules and i can't say enough good stuff about it it's a neat little shop they it's not, they don't have humidors you walk into the humidors are basically the walls um okay. you know when you, and you we've been to shops like that yeah yeah shelf casing instead it, it, of like shelf casing yeah, thank you instead of and walking. uh it, they they had everything um except for the casada that i that i actually was looking for when i went in and i'm actually I, i'm glad that I mean, I hate to say it. I'm glad they didn't have it because I got to try their house brand, which I would not have done.
0: But you told them
1: about Quesada. I did. Told them about Casada. and told them they should look into Casada
0: and see if they can find it.
1: Yeah, because, you know, folks, ever since I had that uh, 1974, I can't say enough good stuff about their cigars. Hmm. But, you know, I would never have tried their house brand. I wouldn't have known to even ask for it. Didn't know they had it. So I got to branch out. Very cool yeah it was it was a very neat experience up there had a very very good time cool well, so as Jeff pointed out, there is more to my story um from Folks, Kentucky I'm gonna tell you right now well, no, I'm not gonna tell you. i'm gonna let you say the story, but there's a horseshoe somewhere. We'll get <sighs> into that later. It's firmly implanted up my ass it is. it is so yes, so, as
0: I said, I left the barn smoker a little early. I was tired. And so by about three, three fifteen, I decided, you know what, I'm wiped. I need to go hit the hit the hotel, and um, relax a little bit. Maybe shower, because you know, I mean, I smelled like sweat, smoke, and farm. So, you know, none of that's bad. That's that was and my childhood. I was just, I get it. I'm just saying, I wanted to shower. So, so I went off to the hotel. And I waited in line to check into my room, and when the nice lady said, okay, I just need your ID and a driver's license, patted my back pocket to grab my wallet, and my wallet was gone. Oh. So at this point, I Nick, start... Nick, I'm going to tell you I've been there. I
1: start to panic. This is a horrible feeling.
0: I started to panic, and I check all my other pockets. It's not there. I go out to my car. I check all my bags. Not in the car, not in the bags my wallet is missing now mind you i am now four hours away from home with a half a tank of gas no driver's license nothing the only thing i can think to do is to go back to the farm and hope that by some miracle somebody was nice found my wallet and turned it in so i get there and it's now about maybe i don't know 338 eh, 340 give or take it's it's about 20 to 4. Um, they were doing the raffle drawing, and so um, I went up to the stage, kind of caught a guy off the side of the stage, and you know said like, "Hey, did somebody turn in a wallet?" And he's like, "I don't know, let me check." So he goes up and checks with Fabian, and so Fabian you know hands him something, and he comes back, and sure enough, it's my wallet, and not just my wallet, it's everything intact in my wallet, all my cash. My debit cards, my ID, everything is there. So nobody
1: pilfered my wallet. Wow! It was, it was all there. You know, and it really is only a cigar event that you can expect something like that to happen. I mean, I would think so.
0: I, I yeah. And so I was, I was very pleased, very pleased. Wow! Unfortunately, I was, you know, as I was driving back to the hotel to check in, I realized there's no way I can reward this person. I don't know who to who to reward because I don't know who turned it in. And so I got to the hotel, I checked in, I changed clothes, showered and changed clothes because the after party was taking place at a cigar lounge about half an hour down the road, uh, screaming Eagle cigars. And so I decided, all right, I'm going to go to this party, but I'm going to grab dinner first. So I went and grabbed some dinner and then went down there and, um, when I, when I got down there. You know, I went to the humidor, checked out their hum- they have a huge humidor. By the way, folks, I, I saw wa- pictures. I want to give a shout out to Screaming Eagle Cigars and the and the owner Jared. Um, they are located in Clarksville, Tennessee. If you guys are anywhere near um, Clarksville, Tennessee, they're right there by Fort Campbell and let me tell you,
1: they have got,
0: They have got the biggest humidor ever. They, so originally with this shop, before I get back into the rest of my story, originally with this shop, they were a one locate, they had one bay in a strip mall, all right? And it was kind of a smaller, smaller location. Well, the owner at that time, for a lot of reasons, he needed to sell. And so he sold the business to Jared, maybe only like eight months ago. I mean, he, Jared's only had this thing like seven or eight months and they quickly realized that they needed to expand. And, well, there was another location next door to their shop that was um, three, locate, three bays within this strip mall. It used to be a mattress store. And so they swapped. They talked to the landlord, and they swapped locations. And so now they had a big lounge, and then they had their humidor and everything else. Well, they outgrew the humidor they had in that, and so they went back to the landlord and said, hey, we want our current space but we want our old space again too. So they negotiated that with the landlord and so now their old space their original entire shop is an add-on to the humidor. It's wow. a its its own humidor now. All cedar lined in there and everything. It's an entire bay in this strip mall that's just the add-on to their current humidor. I mean folks, I posted some pictures to our Instagram. It's they have a lot of room for product. Um, they're slowly bringing in more product because I mean, to fill up that much space with product would take a massive investment of initial money just to buy all the product just to get in there. So I they're, don't know they're if they're most
1: slowly but steadily expanding that that ex, that humidor. I don't know if most people in the audience realize if you go into a nice, well-stocked humidor, you just look around and realize how much of an investment that store owner has made to put that product in there
0: oh yeah it's not it's, it's astronomical not cheap to to fill a giant humidor and so they're slowly but steadily adding into it and, and bringing in more and more product and everything like that and so jared is really proud of his store and he should be it, it's a great place they have tons of big leather seats um they have their tvs kind of positioned hanging from the ceiling in the center of the room they've got four of them and so it almost looks like kind of like the jumbotron, like a hockey game or a football game. Oh, that's cool. So in any direction, there's a TV facing you, and then there's a few on the walls as well. But they do have room for, I think, more seats in the in the lounge. I would, you know, not a criticism, but but an observation. There were quite a few people that were standing at this party. Now, granted, this is a an extra event, and there were a lot of out-of-towners that were there due to the fact that they were in town for the barn smoker. So maybe they don't get that many people on a regular basis that yeah. require chairs, but... There was some room that I think they could have put a few more chairs. They had a couple of pool tables in there. They may not have anticipated the amount of people that were coming. It's possible, but um, it was a huge event, and they did really, really well that night. Like, you know, Jared kind of indicated to me how much at the time that I talked to him they'd brought in. And I'm not going to say, but suffice to say, he had a really, really great night that night. Good for them. So I went in the humidor. I picked out a few things. And went and checked out, and when I checked out, they said, take your receipt over to the Cigars for Warriors table. They're doing a drawing, and they give you so many raffle tickets or so many entry tickets based upon how much you spent. So I went over there, and they were giving me some, and I, I had determined by this point that since I couldn't reward the person who turned in my wallet directly, I was going to make a donation to Cigars for Warriors. Good man. So that, you know, at the very least, I'm paying the karma forward a little bit. So... I gave a $60 donation to Cigars for Warriors. Well, that plus what I had spent, I ended up getting 20 tickets uh, for this raffle. And, you know, and and let me tell you, folks, with the amount of people coming in and buying stuff, I had no, I never win. I can never win anything. Can I jump in here and say something? Sure.
1: You glossed over the neatest part of the story. Oh, that it
0: was one of the Cigars for Warriors people that actually found my wallet. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the Cigars How for cool Worldless is that? People found my wallet. Well, so what happened was I told them I wanted to make this donation, and I told them, you know, yeah, I had a little good karma come my way today, and I want to pass it forward. And they're like, oh, what happened to you today? And I said, well, I lost my wallet at the barn smoker, and somebody found it and turned it in. They're like, that was you? And as it turns out, they had found my wallet, and they had actually announced my name a handful of times, but I was at my hotel trying to figure out where my
1: wallet was. So, um Yeah, so. I think that is, I mean, that's got smiling on you right there. I know, right? It really is. So I get these raffle tickets,
0: and I stuck around for the raffle because, you know, you always stick around for the raffle. You might get lucky, whatever. So they draw, and the first entry goes to somebody. I don't remember. Well, the third name they draw out is mine. And so I I had won a little travel humidor with a uh, cutter and a torch. So I'm thinking, all right, this is awesome. I just won something. I stick around and keep watching. And sure enough, you know, people are winning cool stuff. Exclusive sticker, you know, giant Drew Estate stickers. I mean, lots of really cool stuff is getting handed out. So finally, they get to the last drawing of the night. And we're all sitting around, and they're announcing what this drawing is for. And so this is for a uh, Drew Estate's tin, which... Probably a little bit bigger than a lunchbox, and within the tin, it contained a ashtray, a uh, cigar case, like a metal cigar case, and a cigar prop—you know, the little thing you put on the table that you can just, you know, set your cigar on. The it also the tin, but within the prize pack, also had a cutter, another cutter, and there was a exclusive box of cigars. It was the Drew Estate's Year of the Pig box, alright? Now, I'm just Those aren't available. I'm just going off of what I was told at this event. And I was told at this event that these were open and available only to Drew Estates employees. I will say that this box is numbered 725 out of 1,000. So, there are only 1,000 of these boxes out there. And apparently, the rep for Drew Estates that was, you know, facilitating all of this event at Screaming Eagles... He had gotten into his personal stash and donated this box of cigars. Wow! So, they uh, they draw the name and they look at the ticket and they announce my name. So not only nice. have I, not only have I gotten my wallet back, and not only have I won once, I now win the grand prize with this box of exclusive cigars. So all in all, I was being smiled upon that night.
1: Yeah. Did you buy a lottery ticket? No, but I should have. You should have bought a that. lottery it. ticket.
0: And I'm sure the luck is gone by now. So, Oh,
1: yeah, your luck is drained. Yeah, so, no. You've long since crapped out that horseshoe. Long since. So,
0: yeah, so I had a really great night. And then on my way back to the hotel, I got a phone call. I got a phone call from. The authorities? Our, no, I got a phone call <laughs> from our buddy, Corey. Uh, Corey Frisby over at and Tobacco, love that guy. Corey had listened to the episodes that we had put up about his event. He wanted to tell me that he loved them, thought it was great, and in the process started hyping up next year's event to me, telling me how he's already got uh, some headliners rolling in and how he's looking at different ways to expand the event. And just you know, he's really psyched and ready for next year already. And so I told him I said, you know, well, do me a favor, let me know when you guys start selling tickets for next year's event and we'll go ahead and do a shout out on the podcast Cause we had a great time and we had a we had a wonderful time at that event. So I'm already looking forward to it. If you're
1: anywhere it. close to that thing, folks, you got to go next year. And it's great.
0: He he did tell me that he's pushing it back a couple weeks so it's going to be I think like the 3rd week of October next year, which that actually I, works better for me. I think it'll work great because truth be told, um it'll be it'll be cooler out, you know, it won't be not that it was super hot this year, but it'll be cooler and everything. I, I think it'll be nice. But when I told him that, he told me, oh, they're already on sale. And I'm like, what? And he said, oh, yeah, we have people buying them that day. He said, the day of the event, we're already selling for next year. Wow. And he said they've already sold about 150 tickets. So, folks, this is the official word. If you are near there, even if you're not near there and you've got a little bit of a drive, go ahead do yourself a favor, reach out, find a way to get in touch with Weston Tobacco, and get yourself a ticket to next year's Weston Tobacco Fest. I'm telling you, it's a party that you have to be a part of. And the tickets, by the way, are really cool. You and I didn't see a ticket for this year's event, Jeff. We did not. So we didn't know this. Corey t- pointed this out to me. Are you aware? You're you're aware the military challenge coins? Yes. That's what the ticket is. They make an exclusive military challenge coin oh. for each year. And so when you buy your ticket... I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm jealous I didn't get one. You
0: get a challenge coin You know, I, have, I, I still have mine from the Air Force. Well, there you go. Wow. What did
1: you get a challenge coin for? You, you, get, you get coins. It's a whole thing in the Air Force. But why did you get one? I, I was in the Air Force. You get coins. I've got like three of them. But why did you get one? Aren't you supposed to get them for doing things? Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) I'm just wondering what you got him for there, (laughs) dude. Wow.
1: There I was all excited that you
0: were doing stuff for the troops. I'm just wondering what you got him for. I'm not dogging on you. I want to know what you got him for. Boy, you got defensive quick. I just wanted to know what I just was asking what you got him for. You're the one that decided to make this into a hurtful thing. Anyway.
1: Nick Nick, Nick is uh, having fun with the fact that I never deployed...
0: Anyway, (laughs) anyway, so so, yeah, so folks reach out to Weston Tobacco, get your ticket already, because I'm telling you what, you're not going to want to miss this party next year. I can tell you that he's got three headline guests already scheduled and they have room for they're capping it at five vendors and he's pretty much telling other vendors, you got to line up a headliner to be involved. So there is a very real possibility there will be five like headliner folks at at next year's Weston Tobacco Fest. I know 3 of them already. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who they are, so I'm not going to, but yeah, we need clearance on yeah, that. Yeah, I need clearance on that. But let me tell you folks, it, you're going to you're going to enjoy the the folks that are coming to next year's Tobacco Fest. So reach out to Weston Tobacco. So you don't want to miss this guys. You really don't. Yeah. Anyway, so The other thing that happened at the Drew Estates Barn Smoker that was both humbling, kind of weird, but kind of awesome at the same time. I had like a solid like four people come up to me and recognize me as the cigar pulpit and, you know, ask for pictures and, and, you know, that sort of thing. That is really cool. It was really, really cool. In addition, not only besides that, I also met some folks that do follow me on Instagram and that, you know, I interact with. So I want to do a little shout-out real quick to uh, Corey Alvord. He's uh, part of the bar, uh, Barrel Burners group that I'm a part of. Are we back to the mailbag? No, I'm just giving shout-outs oh, real okay. quick. And then uh, QC Connoisseur, he's from the Cigar Circle. And Adam Stevens, 85, and Cigar Eyes, 717. They are Husband and wife, and they were both there as well. And They're big Drew Estates folks and everything. That's cool. So they really had a good
1: time. I'll tell you what, though. the Really, Nick, and this, this is kind of a testament to you here on the Scar Pulpit. The fact that in the short amount of time that we've been doing this, that this podcast is reaching people. Now, I mean, let's be honest. The stuff we're talking about most days is a little ignorant, but they're enjoying it. I mean... We're getting a lot of good feedback, which, you know, I, I would... You know, circle back to Bjorn's letter. I mean, how nice is it of him to send us this stuff? I know. Um, and then the other feedback that you've been getting in the mailbag. Mm-hmm. I think that's
0: Jeff's not-so-subtle hint that he wants me to get to a comment that we received
1: in a... Uh, I, you know, I just I want to make sure that, you know, that commenter gets his due. We got a review, and Jeff's dying <laughs> for me to read this review.
0: And so I'm going to go ahead and, and read this review. Because if I don't... And who who gave the review? So this review comes from Whiskey Tater. Whiskey Tater is my new favorite person. Whiskey Tater. And Whiskey Tater writes, If you're looking for a laid-back podcast that is welcomely, welcomely informal yet entertaining, this is it. You will not be disappointed with this show.
1: How nice is that? I know, right? But, but he goes on. He also writes, Also, Gator is the star of the show. <sighs> Love you, Whiskey Tater. Whiskey Tater,
0: Jeff has been chomping at the bit since you
1: posted that at the end of September for me to bring that up. And Why do you think I referenced the mailbag 18 times tonight on the episode? Mm-hmm. It's time for the mailbag. I thought, he, I
0: thought he was just wanting to get to Bjorn in his very nice letter. but No,
1: Bjorn's letter. And by the way, Bjorn references me as gay. I mean, Jeff. Yes. Several times. Repeatedly and it was very funny. That was really funny actually. So he started to write Gator and they then wrote like G
0: A T and then dot dot dot. Oh, I mean Jeff. And it was the best. It really anyway. was. So yeah. So that, that that's How's your stick? It's good. Um I'm talking a lot, so I'm having trouble keeping it lit, I'll admit. But that's uh
1: that would be my problem. I'm not, better than halfway the through with the stick. This uh house brand from Yule's. And this little Honduran is smoking nicely.
0: Oh, good. Mine has, a, I mean, the consistent, smoky, fire-cured taste is definitely prevalent. Is it overwhelming? It's not overwhelming, but it's definitely the key ingredient to the to the flavor profile of the cigar. I mean, you've got that going on. There is some earthiness to it. You're only about a third of the way through. I am actually only. Oh, I've been talking a lot. I'm over half. Uh, you've been burning that thing quick. I have. This is a good so, smoke.
1: I know you're going to burn that Churchill before I'm done with my Toro. Really, yeah. So is based on what you've tasted up to this point, is this a cigar you would smoke again? I'd do this again. Would you? Okay. Yeah. I I no, I have no no
0: qualms whatsoever. I would I would do this again. This is it's good. It's different. It is I I will admit the color is kind of throwing me off a little bit, but that's just, you know, me with I I tend to not do green. Like, for the most part. Of course, my waistline indicates that because I believe that salad is what the food
1: eats. You know, <laughs> folks, on more than one occasion, I've invited Nick over for dinner. And when I tell him I'm making a chef's salad, he bows out. And it's like, dude, you it's can have a salad now and then. because
0: of that. It's because, you know, maybe I've eaten already. Maybe I have something specific in mind that I want to have for dinner that night. Maybe I just don't want to impose upon you to make me a salad, too. I mean... I'm trying you know, to help you. I'm looking out for your you health. You need help yourself, there, bud. Too looking out for your health. You need to help yourself, bud. My problem is your problem I eat is too much salad. No, that is not along with everything. Your else. problem. Your problem is you eat a salad once every like week or two and feel as though now you're doing something good for yourself, but you kind of conveniently ignore all the chicken wings and trips to the Chinese buffet. Okay, and everything the Chinese buffet is my do. weakness. Yeah, it's a pretty big weakness you know they they have sushi. The problem is it's not the sushi that you're eating, it's all the other yes, stuff. It's the you're sushi eating.
1: plus. The
0: plus, it's the plus. Yes. By the way, I want to hit up the Chinese buffet sometime. I'm all in. All right, cool. I also want to give another shout out to a cigar lounge. So, as you folks know, we have stickers. And if you don't know that we have stickers, we, we have, have we, we have ha- stickers. We have stickers. And if you want a sticker, all you got to do is just shoot me your address as a direct message through Instagram or in an email, nick at cigarpulpit.com, and I would be more than happy to mail you stickers. They make great humidor flare. They really do. You know, the flare. It's my office space reference. You know, pieces,
1: we need. S- pieces of flare. What is it, 17 pieces of flare? So I don't remember how many pieces of flare, but. She. Jennifer she Aniston had, loses her shit over the flare. She had the proper
0: number pieces of flare, but they expected her to do more. And I don't Well, know because
1: do you just want to do the bare minimum? But And then she goes nuts. And she did go nuts. So it's anyway, a great movie. So
0: I want to do a shout out to the guys over at Light It Up Cigars. Light It Up Cigars. Light It Up Cigars located in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Now they are getting a shout out because they reached out And want a stack of them so they can hand stickers out to patrons. How nice. I think that's just the nicest thing ever. You've got a cigar shop that, admittedly, I've never visited. So this is not like I know these guys or anything like that. They are just brothers and sisters of the leaf that want to help us out and want to help us promote our show.
1: They Want to help spread the good word.
0: Spreading the good word because you know at the end of the day, Facebook and Instagram won't let me advertise because we promote tobacco use, and so they uh, they're they're helping out in the way that they can, which is sharing our stickers. So I think it's fantastic.
1: Great. I you know what, and and folks, that's the thing about this industry is there's such a grassroots effort among the people that smoke. And the people that have the stores, you know, there are times our home store, the Hill Cigar Company Hill here Cigar. in St. Louis, um, they and have they events. they've been giving out stickers as, They have as been well. giving out stickers. Yeah. They've been promoting the heck out of us. And we really do appreciate that. But uh, they have events over there. And there are times that Nick and I, we've talked about this before, we may not necessarily, you know, in it, I don't want to say don't enjoy, but may not smoke the particular brand that they're having on special at whatever the event might be. But we, one of us or both of us, try to make it to almost all of their events because we want to support what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We want to help the brick and mortar stores out.
0: Well, and additionally, I mean, even at the events where maybe I'm not familiar with the brand, you know, I'll try one just because. I mean, for all I know, I might like it. Exactly. And so you get that that expanded palette, that that expanded information base. So exactly.
1: Well, yeah. it's a way for us to you know to kind of expand the horizons. And thankfully, nobody's doing a Gurkha event. <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: moving on moving moving on on so yeah so no folks uh big thanks to light it up cigars and if you are wanting a sticker of your own like i said just shoot me a message through instagram or an email at nick at cigar and i will be more than happy to get you that sticker so
1: so nick i think this has been a valiant effort I,
0: you calling it quits already there bud yeah i'm
1: tired god. it's been a long week i gotta work tomorrow you gotta work tomorrow i actually have to work tomorrow amanda my graphic artist is off and i'm doing all the layout i don't like to work oh my Nick. god he
0: actually has to work
1: folks. i actually have to work he actually has to work well coming up later this week
0: we're gonna have our episode uh featuring the interview with oscar valideris love oscar and so that'll be coming out on friday and are we
1: smoking the same thing or are we doing something different? You know, uh, I was planning on doing a leaf, and I think you were planning on doing a wild hunter, if I I'm was. not mistaken. So yeah, so that's there you
0: go. So I'm folks, I'm
1: doing the uh the Connecticut Leaf. All right, so for the episode
0: on Friday, Jeff's doing the Connecticut Leaf by Oscar, which technically is put out by Island Jim, but Oscar obviously had a pretty major hand in it. Yeah. So you know, I guess we'll we'll let that go. And then it's I will by Oscar. Yeah, Leaf by Oscar by Island Jim. So but um close and, enough. And then I will be having the uh Wild Hunter um
1: by by Oscar. So you can uh if you wanna smoke along with us, that's that's
0: a we've, couple of we've
1: we've got to meet Oscar a few times and you're gonna get to hear it in this upcoming podcast. The nicest guy. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it amazes me how gracious these cigar manufacturers have been to come on and talk to us. You know, we're just a couple of goofy guys doing a podcast, and they could not be more accommodating.
0: Manuel Casada enjoyed my, my opening on Friday with the check's Mix. I saw him Friday night, and he... Uh, that was great. He was amused by... Well, my, normally my I'm the one mix.
1: doing the goofy, and you did the goofy this time, and it, it paid off. It, it was it, good. It was funny, so... And you know what What most people don't know, and I'm going to tell them how the sausage is made here. Oh. That wasn't actually a bit that we did on purpose. That literally happened. You we ed- were going to edit it out. Well,
0: what happened was your phone... You had all your notes about the cigar you were smoking on your phone. It died. Right. Yeah. Right. As you were getting ready to look, it died. And so we had to wait for your phone to be plugged in. So that's when I started eating Chex Mix and drinking my iced tea. And we were just coming back. You had just gotten ready and you're like, all right, I'm ready. And I'm like, all right, hang on. Let me finish my Chex Mix. And I I was chomping and gulping into the microphone, just honestly, just to screw with Jeff because he screws with me all the damn time. But it was funny. It was
1: funny. And so. So we kept I was it
0: clipping, and I figured, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and keep. You
1: this. know, at some point we've talked about this. There are a lot of outtakes. Yeah, at some point I'm going to
0: have to compile the outtakes into their own special episode. Just, uh, just all the random stupid stuff that there's I, a lot of ignorance
1: left on the cutting room floor.
0: Well, there's a lot of ignorance that I question whether or not we're going to get in trouble for putting out there. So if I put it all out at once, maybe it either a won't make it so bad because it's just a giant pile of it. Got to rip the Band-Aid off. Or, B, it's going to be so much that you and I are going to get cease and desist letters from everybody. <laughs> from everyone. Just mountains of them. So we'll see. Yeah, good luck finding us, folks. Oh, wait. How do they find us, Nick? So, obviously, you can find me on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. And we're also available on Facebook and Twitter, And we have a YouTube channel as well where we put up little videos. I put up a video actually yesterday of uh, Willie Herrera talking about... I watched that. It was really neat. About two minutes, two and a half minutes or so, Willie Herrera talking about what he looks for when he's blending a cigar. And then we also
1: have the email which is cigarpulpit.com. That's awesome. One last thing I want to throw out there for you and give you a little curveball. Uh-oh. Uh, let everybody know about the uh, the special with our sponsor. Yes, that's something I didn't mean
0: to bring up. So, yeah, so we do. We have partnered with MyMonthlyCigars.com. Again, full disclosure, we do like you to patronize your brick and mortar. However... MyMonthlyCigars.com offers a supplement to your brick-and-mortar. They have a subscription service where you can get boxes sent to you once a month. The lowest one is, I think, two cigars for $20. The um, next one is four cigars for $30. And then they have another one, which is eight cigars for $50. Eight cigars for $50. And that box is just two of each of the ones that are in the four cigar box. Buy so one it, for a friend so you basi- can share. So basically, yeah, it's a good one for you and a buddy to share. And so if you go on to mymonthlycigars.com and sign up to get a shipment, you put in the offer code PULPIT, P U L P I T, and you will get 10% off uh, items in the store, or you'll get free shipping off of your first order. Because they have a store with a couple other items in addition to the uh, to the subscription boxes. So you either get ten percent off, you know, items in the store, or you get free shipping on your first shipment.
1: And I believe here in the future we're going to be featuring some of those cigars.
0: Yeah. On the uh, podcast. That's the way it's shaping up. So the way it's looking is that my monthly cigars is going to be a regular contributor to our show. So yeah, so we're partnering with them and what's going to happen is if you sign up and you get the four cigars for $30 box, that will essentially be in a roundabout way. You could look at it as the cigar pulpit, you know, box. And what will happen is the four cigars that come in that box, you and I will be smoking in four episodes that month. Not not necessarily back-to-back. Not necessarily back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, since we're kind of at the point, I, if you've noticed, folks, I've kind man- of you know, uh, managed to drag Jeff kicking and screaming into the idea of doing two episodes He's a week. He's weaseled me into two I a week. Weaseled him into two a week. So what I what we're kind of thinking is maybe like, you know, the tuesday episodes will be the my monthly cigar box episodes and then the friday you know you and I'll kind cigar, of choice. Of cigar choice cigar yep. choice or if we have an interview you know obviously we would like to have uh be smoking a cigar by the person that we interviewed you know kind of thing but anyway so the tuesday episodes will probably be the my monthly cigar episodes and so what'll happen is you'll get the box we'll get the box and you can smoke along with us
1: with the cigars in that box. Just and subscribe
0: and you can...
1: you can, Go on you and that. leave us comments. Let us know what you think of the cigars. Definitely. Let us know it, what you... It th- may match up with what we say or it may not.
0: Precisely. And what's nice is... And I've said this before about the subscription boxes. What's nice with the subscription boxes is... It gives you the ability to try different things. You get stuff in the box that maybe you've never had before. Maybe it's a different cigar from a brand that you've maybe smoked something of theirs before, but maybe it's a different cigar. And so what doing this will do, it gives you a broader range of things to try. And let's say you get something that you decide you really like, what you can do go to your local cigar shop your brick and mortar and say hey I had this I love it I want you to bring in more of them and then it gives them the opportunity to sell you more and more of that cigar
1: absolutely so, so
0: as we finish up here final thoughts on your stick my stick is good I'm like I said I have been talking a lot and so I'm only about halfway done with it and I think it might have gone out yet again um, but it's it's got a good uh, fired smoky flavor to it earthy flavor to it i'm still getting that kind of unique um smell of the smoke from i believe probably i'm sure this has to do with the candela and no i really
1: like it i would totally smoke it again i'm down to the uh final third of my uh house blend from yule's and folks if you're in the uh, milwaukee wisconsin area check out the store and grab you know one of their uh, house brand there they've got i think four different uh variations and, again, I went with the uh, what I believe is a f- probably 45 or 50 by 7, 8-inch. I mean, it was a big cigar. And it has been a very good smoke through and through.
0: It's a Churchill.
1: Yeah, very good smoke.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Well, there you go. There you go. Now this has been a valiant effort. I think more than now. I would say we've added We on. took it up a notch. Now it's an even more valiant effort. So, Folks, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Eight Hi. to the men. I'm Nick. He's Gator. Stay smoky, everyone.